0: Welcome back to Sipping with Savage. Today, I'm really curious about body aches. And my voice sounds like someone who is experiencing body aches. And I don't know that I can actually be sorry about that. Um, I think it comes with like the winter. The winter in a city like New York can get real like... I don't know. Like There's just too much around you like there are so many tourists you're wearing like so many layers so is everybody else it's difficult to move you don't feel as free as you used to um and then of course it's cold and cold just causes a complete like contraction of your energy of your body of maybe your vision I feel like when it's cold out like I can't see as well uh, maybe that's ridiculous because <laughs> vision has everything to do with like light and <laughs> nothing to do with temperature. But um, I'm bringing up these this concept of like the winter because it seems like the winter is when we have to work on ourselves the most because these difficulties like body aches or maybe anemia or um, just like these chronic things that can be wrong with you that no one can really solve for you unless you're really going to take an opioid medication for your shoulder hurting every day, right? Like, I think these body aches are symptoms of our energy, our chi, becoming stagnant in the body. And stagnant, what does that mean? Like, it stays still somewhere. And I don't think it's completely by chance. There's this, like... I don't want to call it a misconception because it's not wrong, but there's this like idea that everything that happens in the body, in the cells, uh, dictated by science is completely random and it is predictable. Like, you know, that your DNA will transcribe into RNA and then that will become protein. Right. But like, there's nothing that says that the cell knows exactly what it's doing and exactly what it's making. Like to an extent, right? Because I bring that up because like making a protein is the way that our body regulates itself and making a protein is controlled by your DNA and your DNA is responding to the environment that your body is in to decide which proteins to make and then these proteins create your reality. Maybe your reality is that you lack serotonin and you're depressed. Maybe your reality is that you have a lot of pain receptors, so you feel really terrible pain somewhere in your body for a really inexplicable reason. Uh, One last reality could be that you eat as healthy as you possibly can and you take all your supplements and you're vitamins and are trying your best to be really aware and yet you get blood work back that would suggest that you have a deficiency in something and so the body being completely uh controlled by its environment right and the energy of our body being that environment that creates symptoms and creates what we know to be true um the body is is filled with this chi energy, and this chi energy has a frequency, right? And like I'm kind of saying it to you like that because this is kind of like where spirituality and science kind of meet each other and butt heads. Um, as a science teacher and a tarot reader, personally, people don't understand how I can do both. Like, how can you do something that's completely like probability and yet go to work and tell kids how to measure data and that they should only base descriptions of reality on data, well, there's a fine line, right? The only reason that we have science is because the way that we used to describe the world was entirely spiritual. Um, People didn't know why the sun appeared and disappeared in one day. And so we use science to measure the hours, to measure, I don't know, how hot it became. Right? The, the point of science is to empiricize the reality that we have already established through spirituality. Um, and am I suggesting that the energy of your body is spiritual? Absolutely. Why am I suggesting that? Because we are, are, we, our bodies, our brains, our cells, they are matter, right? They're matter in that chemistry-physics definition. And in the chemistry-physics definition of matter... Matter is neither particle nor wave. It's both and neither. And so to be a particle would mean that you would have particle properties, like mass, like you take up space, volume, like uh, there are certain things that are always true about you, uh, like you're a certain color, you're a certain density, you're a certain whatever. Those are particle facts. But what's more interesting and what I think creates this environment of gene expression and, like, what exactly is in your body and not in your body and what is your reality and what's not your reality is the frequency of your energy of your body. And where does this come from? Well, go back. Like, what is frequency? Frequency is how we measure that energy. Why do we measure that energy this way? Well, I think it's because we don't really know how else to talk about waves. Like, you can't see a wave. You can quantify it, though. So you quantify it with this word frequency or wavelength. Um, both of these, I call them variables. They're not variables. They're, um... ooh, I forget that word. I'm just going to keep calling them variables, then. <laughs> they are like ways in which that you describe matter. And describing matter is about measuring it in science Describing matter in spirituality is about experiencing it. And there are a lot of people in the world these days that can't just use belief to describe. And I think that's completely fair because if you don't have any like reasoning or evidence for a claim, then like, what are you even talking about? And I think... I want to bring some levity to this podcast today and maybe encourage you to play a drinking game with me. I'm drinking sparkling water. Um, so excuse me if I become gassy or anything. Um, actually this reminds me of my old mentor. He used to buy these big bottles of sparkling water, um, and Welch's grape and just mix them together in like a foam cup, foam, (laughs) foam, like, um, you know, the material that's illegal now in most big cities. He used to buy a big bottle of sparkling water, a Welch's grape soda, and ask for this foam cup of ice and make himself a fake, completely legal, completely sober version of lean. And it was delicious. (laughs) And I don't know, just looking at the bottle made me think of that. Um, whoa, where was I? Frequency and wavelength. We use those to measure energy. Why do we need to measure energy? Well, I think the frequency of energy or the wavelength of energy that we have in our body decides a lot about us and about what's happening to us. And so how does this relate to like aches and stuff? (sighs) Come along with me. So imagine you are inside of your cell, one cell, pick a cell, I don't know. Not a skin cell, those are probably dead. Um, Not a heart cell, just like a regular old body cell. Maybe in like an organ, like the liver, I don't know. You there yet? So we're in this cell, and the cell is mostly made up of water. And I imagine that water to be like pulsating. It's pulsating to the frequency That you currently are at. How do you know what frequency you're at? Well, there are some parts of the body that are considered to be like sources of electricity. Uh, Your brain is one of them. Your brain has its own waves that it produces. I don't know from where, right? Like science does not have all the answers. So your brain has these waves. They kind of control your consciousness. Uh, there are different waves for when you're asleep. There are certain waves for when you're falling asleep. There are certain waves for when you are highly alert. There are certain waves for when, for when you are in between, right? That's your brain. And then your heart is another source of literal electricity. There is a part of the heart uh, in the center called... Oh, is that a node or... I believe it's like the node of Ranvier. So Ranvier is a French guy who finds that there is a source of electricity in the heart and it keeps it pumping of its own accord. And so the heart moves in not a uniform way. Like it doesn't all expand and all contract. There's like a more muscular side to it that expands and contracts more frequently than the other side. And all of this, I'm mentioning all of this because I think the human body and like the way that it works and kind of tends to itself is extremely elegant and my discussion of frequency is not intended to simplify anything. I think if anything, I will finish this podcast and you will finish this podcast and still be asking so many questions about like bodily energy frequency and, like, what that might control and how you might take control of it. Wait, did I explain the drinking game? Because the drinking game is going to be fun. I'm only drinking water. You can drink whatever or smoke whatever or do whatever. Free country. Um, my game today is to keep this talk pretty light, right? And so I want you to drink every time I say frequency and every time I say gene expression. Um, just because in science talk right like when you're trying to talk about the science of something it's it's easy to get real like repetitive and use the same word but like you're not saying the same thing every time about the same word but it's like crazy to say the same word all the time so now I've avoided saying frequency and gene expression by just saying same word so now we have to drink Um, I may not drink with you the entire time because I would probably never finish but here we go Keeping them separate. One's for frequency and one's for gene expression. It's important to hydrate. So, frequency. Frequency is a word like energy that has far too many definitions. And again, I find that really frustrating. Because if you want regular people to understand themselves then there can't be that many definitions of a word. Like, that's just not fair. Um, And I think, like, the English language is failing us there. Um, And I wonder if there are better languages that are more clear about what words mean. So frequency, I think, has five definitions, um, and I'm only using one of them. And I don't have it in front of me, but I would like to find it. Um, I still don't have a paper dictionary. I should really work on that. I want to get like a really nice one. Uh, Like a huge one. I don't know. Like gold on the sides. For what though? To have. (laughs) So frequency is the rate at which something occurs or is repeated over over a particular period of time. Um, Second to that is rate at which a vibration occurs that constitutes a wave either in a material or in an electromagnetic field, usually measured per second. So this is what I'm saying about quantifying things. Like, that is what data is. And data is important because that's how you explain what you're talking about. But what I'm saying is a little bit not that far off from, like, what this word means and what, what it means to have energy in the body. So I think the frequency of the brain waves is highly, highly affected and dictated even by your thoughts. And I think if you are thinking to yourself, like if you're taking the time in your day to think to yourself, like, I'm going to have a really great day. I'm not gonna forget anything today. I'm going to be really great at everything I'm doing today. I, if something difficult happens, I will know exactly how to deal with that, right? And that's not even um, something crazy to say to yourself, right? Like if you are really trying to set the intention to have a great day, then why not say that to yourself? And so I think these thoughts create the frequency of your brainwave to be maybe a higher vibration and that's where this like colloquial term high vibe low vibe i think that's where it's coming from like i mean not that i think i think we all know that but i think i'm being really specific here and saying it's the the vibe of your brainwave because your brainwave is likely to propagate like continue on being that wave in that frequency throughout the body and so we were in the cell for a second and I lost track of what I was saying, All right, So let's get back into that body cell, All right? In that cell, you're mostly made up of water, right? Like if you were just randomly in the interior of a cell, that stuff is made of water. There are certainly organelles in that cell that do certain things. Um, but for the most part, that environment is pretty random, but I think an environment that were random, especially like water, could be moving at a specific frequency and not be random at all. And so I think if your cell is moving at the frequency of your brain, then if you're thinking good things and happy things and like really taking care of yourself to the point that you are not even like falling into traps that are stressful, whatever those might be for you, then your entire vibration of your chi would have a positive effect on your gene expression. And why do I keep bringing up gene expression? I'm bringing it up because gene expression creates your entire environment. Um, If you are someone who feels a lot of pain in certain parts of the body, it's because your body has made receptors, more receptors than other people. you to feel that pain and I wonder what you're saying to yourself about that pain and if you could change what you're saying to yourself about it if that amount of pain could change why do I think that because if your vibration is yeah that was really painful but I can deal with it or maybe I'm not going to do that physical activity because it would cause me pain or anything along those lines, instead of the usual, like, this is really painful, I hate it so much, this is so painful, why does this happen to me? I must be a terrible person for being in so much pain, um, and there's no solution for me, and there's never a solution, and I'm only, like, destined to ever be in pain. Right, if you said those things to yourself, then I think your gene expression, your frequency would catch up to you. Right, because, Let's talk about gene expression for a second. Gene expression is two parts that happen in the cell, but they happen in different parts of the cell. Right, so we're in that cell, just like randomly flowing along in like the watery bits, but there's one specific part of that cell called the nucleus. Maybe it's found in the center. I don't know who decided that they were in the center because no one's ever been in a cell to actually measure where the center was. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. So the nucleus is where your DNA is stored. And your DNA has to be stored in the cell, but like in its almost spot, because your DNA is in charge of everything regarding your body. And so it's important to protect that information, because it's really just information. It's not protein. It's not anything complex. It's very delicate, and it's very, um, like it would disintegrate if it were not in this nucleus, right? So, like, life in the balance already. And to me, this is extremely elegant. Like, the cell, not it doesn't know, right? But, like, the cell evolved to protect its information. And I think, as a collective, we need to evolve to protect our own information. Well, There's so much frickin' information that we have that we're not, like, taking complete advantage of. And we're also not protecting and like allowing other people to know it in the same way that we know it and I'm a teacher and I'm saying that and I think that's that's real interesting we can get into that in the next episode but I need to finish what I'm saying about genes and expression and the cell and I need to take you on this journey with me in this cell please don't let me get distracted drink if I said gene expression I'll take a moment (laughs) Right, so your DNA is in your nucleus, and there are little um, proteins that the DNA would code for to decide that something, some protein needs to be expressed, right? And so, like, how do you even start this gene expression of the protein that's going to start the gene expression, right? Like... Complete elegance, right? And so, from there, like, how do you get the protein that's going to start the gene expression if that protein needs to be made by gene expression? I think this is where your vibration is coming into play because these um, cellular processes are very, very highly controlled. Nothing goes into the nucleus, things only come out, right? And if something's going into the nucleus of the cell, it might be like a danger to the DNA that's stored there. So, what can penetrate this impenetrable nucleus but these waves? From your brain, from your heart, from the rest of your body. So, frequency is determining uh, which parts of your DNA. Like, the entire DNA doesn't get made into protein. So, some parts of your DNA get picked in the nucleus to turn into RNA. Right, So something in the nucleus is making the RNA, and the RNA then leaves the nucleus. The RNA is a lot more stable, however briefly, than the DNA. And it's easier to kind of like send an agent to represent you, kind of like I'm sending my lawyer, I'm not going to go talk to you because maybe I'm afraid of you, (laughs) or maybe I just don't need to be around you, right? Like that's not a vibration I'm trying to deal with. So the DNA is very picky about what it's doing, where it's going. It stays in its house. The RNA gets sent out into the watery part of the cell. We call that the cytosol. This is where your science textbook and maybe even your science teacher and maybe whoever else is talking about this will say. So the RNA is going to find a ribosome randomly, and then the ribosome randomly will make the RNA into this protein. Then the protein will enter other parts of the cell, and then be sent to wherever it is needed. Maybe it's needed in your brain to like make a receptor there. Maybe it's needed in your heart to repair a cell there. Maybe it's um, right. It could really be anything that this protein is solving the problem for. Right, and it starts in in any body cell that has a nucleus. Not every body cell has a nucleus. And not everybody's cell, um, like, well, everybody's cell has the same capability, but not everybody's cell is, like, at the same health level, right? So, I'm wondering, like, which frequencies are your cells at? And if your cell is at a certain frequency, which proteins are being made? and if certain proteins are being made, you're feeling other things, and so what do I mean by all this? Well, uh, it's winter, and it's time for all of us to deal with the things that go wrong in our body, and they only become really, like, apparent, I think, personally, in the winter, because there's just, like, so much time for reflection, and you kind of spend a lot more time by yourself, and there's just something about the winter just being this time of, like, work, right? Like nothing is growing because it's time to get that stuff together for when it's time to make things grow again. And so talking like physical reality, what might your gene expression create for you? I think your gene expression is causing body aches. Right? Like, raise your hand if you have had a pain in your body that you could not explain. Like, when I was a teenager, it was my shoulders. Um, When I was in college, it was my lower back. Uh, Recently, it's my hip. Um, I'm not that old. I don't know. (laughs) Right? But all of these aches come at times in my life when... I'm kind of, like, teetering on the edge of changing my thoughts on something. And I think in college, I was teetering on the edge of changing my thoughts on, like, how I might use my knowledge to provide for myself, right? Like, the time frame that that was happening in, like, I had left high school and the Great Depression of the 2000s had just happened. And so, there was a lot kind of going on in the the ethers about, like, there are no jobs. Like, there's nothing out there for anyone your age to do. Like, either stay in school. And, right, like, a lot of negative talk coming at you. Right? And, like, just not being in control of your reality and accepting what other people tell you. Like, oh, there's no job. Oh, there's stress. Oh, there's terrible stuff about to happen. Well that's my vibration now and I think an ache specifically like the type of vibration that is I think it's a not just a lower vibration but also like a holding shorter vibration and I'm talking about it as shorter because if it were long I think uh, long would suggest a lot of movement whereas short would suggest a lot of holding and like keeping things all packed up together um, why am I talking about packed up together? Well, I think pain is um determined by receptors being kind of like turned on by something that is physically there. That something could be another protein or that something could just be like a byproduct of your cells working. And I think if you hold on to those things, they become very toxic. And how do you like you, I'm saying you like you're literally you got your hand in that cell. <laughs> um but it's the vibration, it's, it's the thought of you're stressed, it's the thought of like maybe I can't do that, it's the thought of perhaps I'm not good enough, perhaps I'm not making the right decision. All these things are, are like holding patterns and to hold toxicity in one spot whether you're aware of it or not creates this like over excitation of the pain receptor. And so how can we stop overexciting our pain receptors? Well, I think it's about taking care of our diet. And I think that diet is more than just what you're eating. Raise your hand if a doctor has said to you, you're anemic. And like, stop talking there. (laughs) My hand is up. Um, But I haven't been told it like every single time I go to a doctor. I've been told it a number of times. And I bring up anemia because anemia, in my opinion, is, like, such an antiquated word. It's kind of like saying, like, you got tuberculosis when you just have a cough or, like, whatever. Like, these old terms that are not, um, like, they're not descriptive enough. They don't help you realize that this is what you should do next. You're anemic. Sounds like you're going to die anemic. Right? Like, that's fucked up and that's not true. Um... So anemia. Anemia is just vitamin deficiency. Specifically, anemia can be um, genetic, right? Like your cell, your specifically your blood cells are the wrong shape, so they don't carry enough oxygen to the rest of your body. And so they call that anemia. But I think that this can be helped by realizing what you're deficient in. And frankly, like, you can't just guess what you're deficient in. Like, you really do need to have blood work done. But this is where I think, like, it's appropriate to be going to a doctor because you're seeking data, right? Like, you know what the science is and you're using the science appropriately. You don't have to tell them anything about frequency. Frankly, they should listen, but whatever. So, uh, anemia is a deficiency in iron and in vitamin B and in folate. Right, And so all these things are what allow for optimal oxygen absorption in the blood. And so how do you fix that? Well, you can take a supplement or you could change your diet. Um, frankly, I don't really know what's high in iron. I used to think green vegetables had a lot of iron in them, but recently I've been looking into that and I haven't been able to like find that as a fact. But there are so many supplements out there and like they're all, for the most part, safe. And, like, if you're vegan, they have special supplements for you. And if you have other um, dietary restrictions, right, like, there's a lot out there these days. You got to look into, like, what's going to be right for you. So aches can be caused by these deficiencies. Aches can be caused by dehydration. And aches can be caused just by, like, thinking the wrong thing. Um, I think you leave the house in the winter and you say to yourself, like, oh shit, it is so cold. Did I forget my keys? Where's my wallet? I can't reach in my pocket right now. This fucking sucks. I have to go to work now. I don't want to go to work. I want to go back to bed. It's so cold, right? And so just narrating that thought process that personally I've had, and I think if you guys listening are honest with yourselves, you have also had. And I think if we could change maybe just one of those thoughts, not push them out of your head and like be angry at them. Like, oh, I don't want these terrible thoughts. They're so terrible. I'm so terrible, terrible, (laughs) right? Like that turns into a vicious cycle. But I think if you could change one of those thoughts into something nice, into something positive, then your body would respond appropriately. And so quick story. I've been like thinking a lot about um, things that you say to yourself as forms of prayer and we don't have to get into what prayer is and is not because frankly I don't even know. I know a lot of different ideas about prayer and I'm happy to talk about that when I can collect my thoughts Um, but prayer in its like basic sense is just the words that you say to yourself in your head And the words that you say to yourself in your head, create your frequency. And so one morning, I'm walking to work, and it was pouring down rain. And it was very, very cold, and I believe it was a Monday. Right? Like, all the setup to have the worst day ever. And so I get off the train, and I'm starting to walk. And instead of, like, recognizing all the things that I'm annoyed about, I start to make a list of all the things that I was thankful for that day. I was thankful that it was raining and we wouldn't have a drought. I was thankful that I had lunch in my bag and that's why my bag was so heavy. I was thankful that I had a tea in my hand and that's why my hand was so cold. I was thankful that I had an umbrella even though it was blowing around in the wind. Right? And like... It it was small, like it was stuff immediately around me, and it was big. I was thankful to have love in my life. I was thankful to have friends that care about me because my phone was ringing when I was walking, and I couldn't reach for my phone for holding my umbrella, right? And so I ended up having a really great day that day, and it's because my emotions were altering my gene expression. My emotions were dictating frequency there, Right. And so I think this is how manifestation works as well. Like you have to feel the way you want to feel when you have whatever the thing is that you want. And we can get a lot more into that. But I think at its basic level, it is a discussion of frequency. And frequency is Is something we can certainly control. It's the things that we say to ourselves, but it's also the things that we surround ourselves with. If you look at, like, the walls in your room and you don't get any, like, good vibes from them being white, then maybe you should paint them. Maybe you should put something on them. If you, like, I don't know, whatever, your pants are the wrong shade of blue... And, like, that shade of blue doesn't bring you joy, then Maria Kondo would say, throw that shit out, right? Like, I think life is a little too short to kind of, like, be victim to the frequencies around you. And instead, you need to take t- take charge of them. And so I joke sometimes um, when I'm with friends and it's time to eat something, I'll say, I need to eat something green. And <laughs> I need to eat something green, to them, to a lot of them, means I, I want to go to Sweet Green. I want to eat a salad. <laughs> um, and I'm laughing at that because Sweet Green salad is so overpriced. And I'm not really shouting out Sweet Green, but like there needs to be other food options out there if you want to eat something green. Thankful to Sweet Green for existing. Love you, Sweet Green. Lower your price a little. How about that one? Anyhow. Not bickering. Not bickering at all. I'm just pointing out what everybody else is thinking <laughs> and keeping it short. But why do I need to eat something green? Needing to eat something green um, stems from when I was a freshman in high school. And my biology teacher, Mr. Moses, uh was teaching us about plants and chlorophyll. Like, plants was like the overarching... And that particular day was about chlorophyll. And chlorophyll in the plant is where the plant makes its food. Chlorophyll, um, it's just a pigment. Wait, chlorophyll is where it makes, no, where does it make the food? Chloroplast? Yo, if he's listening, he's going to be very upset. <laughs> I teach chemistry now. What do you want from me? I teach chemistry and I talk about how spirituality and science come together. Don't at me, bro. Um, sorry let me collect myself I think it's in the chloroplast and the chloroplast is in the leaf right and then the chlorophyll is the color pigment in the chloroplast that makes a lot more sense to me the food of the plant is made in the leaf actually right and so if you eat leafy green things you are eating the plant's source of energy and that would be very efficient frankly right like eating the source of the energy instead of like the energy byproduct such as meat right those are my opinions on meat and vegetables and they are my own and you don't have to agree with them right but like why why something green like why not like something red or (laughs) something yellow or whatever so I'm explaining about these leaves right and the only reason I know this about leaves is because Mr. Motius had this whole lesson where he had us put on refraction glasses refraction glasses uh i guess refract uh reflect back to you all the colors that are in a form of light right so you put on refra- refraction glasses and you look at at white light and all the colors are refracted reflected back at you and it's all those colors reflected back because white light is all of, is made up of all those colors And so you see it as white because it's just all those colors coming together and, like, confusing your brain. Not confusing, but, like, that's how you understand that, wait for it, frequency, right? So green. Why green? I'm going to look a lot more into this color green. But let me just tell you about Motius and, like, all this refraction glasses stuff. So in that lesson, he ends up teaching us that, like, color is really just perception of reality, and it's based on the wavelength, right, wavelength is another way that we measure waves, just like frequency, and actually wavelength and frequency um, are inextricably related, they are, I think that's a direct proportion, right, like that equation directly relates, like if frequency were to increase, wavelength were to increase, something. I don't know. Whatever. It's based on <laughs> the energy, right? And so that's why like I'm losing my train of thought as I try to explain how frequency and wavelength are related mathematically because frankly like in my head they are related. They kind of feel like the same thing. Frequency is how many times the wave is passing a certain spot whereas wavelength is like how long the one like up and down motion of the wave is. And so, like, you have to go up and down and have a wavelength in order to move past a certain point and have a frequency? I'm rambling now. The idea being that the colors of things are measured in wavelength, and those, indeed, are certain frequencies. So why green? Well, green is the color of, I believe, solar plexus chakra, if not heart chakra. I stand corrected. It is heart chakra only. And green is the color of plants. But the heart is one of these sources of electricity in the body. And so when I'm eating something green, I try to be really aware of how that changes my overall energy, right? Because I don't even have to think anymore, like focus, like, oh, I'm going to have a great day. I'm going to have a great day. I'm going to have a great day. All I have to do is look at the food in front of me, and it's green and it's happy looking. And I'm eating it mindfully and it's awakening my chakra where physically electricity and new waves are made. I think eating green things is a great way to refresh your chi. I think surrounding yourself and maybe even wearing green things is a great way to reset those waves reset your vibe, reset your frequency. I have, I'm losing count because I'm about to buy some more. I have so many plants in my house and I only started recognizing this. I mean, not recognizing, but allowing myself to like admit, like I recognized this about eating green things and having green things around me a long time ago, but like admitting to myself, putting those plants in my house that the green color and the plants and like allowing this form of energy, allowing this spiritual understanding into your life makes such a great difference, right? Like you can only help yourself if you know, right? Like you can only help yourself if you're educated enough to know what to do differently. And I think like we all have these ideas in our heads and we just like feel ashamed because we don't have data, But I think the data is implicit. Like, it comes from what these words mean and what they imply. So, to end this, body aches, uh, real specific, body aches are caused by um, your cell itself. Like, the cell in the muscle that is hurting is caused by acidic environment and, like, having too much energy like in that one spot so how do we fix this we hydrate because the only way to like get toxins out of the body is to hydrate we check out what we're deficient in um i don't recommend like you know looking at your face in the mirror like oh my skin is yellow maybe i have jaundice right like that's crazy that's not crazy but like there are diagnostic ways to look into that um And like really take getting really serious about taking those supplements. Um, I think stretching is so important and being nice to yourself as you do it, right? Like that could be your moment of changing your vibration, like taking time every day to stretch yourself and to honor like what your body is doing today and like what you personally can work on to make it feel good and if you're someone with a lot of pain i'm i'm including myself here i have such a great pain in my hip that it radiates sometimes into my back and sometimes down my leg that sounds like sciatica but i don't need a doctor to tell me that right like i read that myself i know that myself if i said this to any healthcare professional they would say the same thing but you know what? There's no cure for sciatica. There is no prescription that they can write down for me. All I can do is change what I'm doing. So how to be kind to yourself when you're stretching. Maybe that's the next episode. I'll see you then. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening.